Peter. Very good morning to you, Peter. How are you? I'm fantastic. Good morning to you, Silvana. Good morning to listeners. I am fabulous this morning. I can't complain. I see blue skies outside, which mm -hmm. fills me with joy. Yes. So, um, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a good weekend. Definitely. Now, Peter, today we're talking all fried chicken, that golden crispy chicken. Tell us more about how to make that perfect okay. fried chicken. Yeah. Okay, so there are, as always, many ways to skin a cat mm -hmm. or to, to, to fry a chicken. Um, it's it's probably one of those dishes that fill me with joy. It's that kind of, it's that lovely sort of textural food that everybody loves. It's, it's I think it's, it's not, you can go without saying that it's probably the most popular of takeaway foods mm -hmm. is fried chicken. And yes. I think the one that you can do at home is actually 10 times better than those done in, uh, in in industrial presses and the kind of pressure cookers that they do at the various food outlets. Um, but there is a little bit of technique to it. Um, generally, I like to use um, whole chicken pieces. Mm -hmm. If if you're worried about cooking times, then possibly use deboned chicken, either just the breasts or you can even buy the deboned thighs now. Um, and cook them that's probably the easiest way if you're not too sure because obviously when, when you when you've got it when you've got chicken pieces on the boat it takes a little bit more it takes a little bit longer to cook there's a little bit more know-how in order in order to make sure that your chicken is not raw inside um so so if you want the easy way out use um use boneless chicken use some breasts and some some leg meat mm -hmm. uh, but i like it on the bone because it's easier to chomp into it's more of a i don't know it's more of an eating experience when you when you've got it on the bone and there's a lovely bit of crispy skin on there as well. So, so the best thing for me is I always use two things. First of all, buttermilk. Mm -hmm. um, I like to, I like to, if, if possible, soak the chicken pieces in buttermilk overnight. So there's a lovely acidity to buttermilk, which does two things. First of all, it, it adds that lovely acidity to the chicken itself. The chicken takes on the flavor, but also it, it also helps as a, a as, as a tenderizing medium. So it helps to soften the chicken up a little bit, which also helps to, it to cook faster. So if, you, if you've if you got the, the wherewithal and the time and the planning, um, let it sit in the chicken pieces, sit in, the, in, in that, in that buttermilk, just buttermilk on its own overnight. Um, it, what also I find also works well if you can't find buttermilk is if you use plain yogurt. It does the same sort of trick. It's okay. got a similar, a similar acidity to it. So you can get away with using um, a plain yogurt, but buttermilk is definitely first choice. It's available at most supermarkets these days. You can actually also use a Marcy. If you can't find a buttermilk, use a Marcy as well, will work just as well with the chicken. In fact, if anything, that gives it a lovely acidity because that deep friedness makes it quite rich. And any mm -hmm. acidity you can add to the dish helps just to balance it out. So great. Okay, we've got our chicken soaking overnight. But then the next important thing is is the is the crumbing or the breading. Mm -hmm. um, so there are there are a number of ways of doing it. You can do it old school, which is dip it in flour, egg, and breadcrumbs. But I think you don't need to go quite to that degree uh, to get a lovely crispiness. I just dredge it in flour. Okay. But the secret there is to make sure your flour is really, really nicely seasoned. So you want to add to, say, um, say two cups of flour, which mm -hmm. is probably enough flour to do a whole chicken, two cups of flour. You're probably looking at about, say, make that three cups of flour. I'm just thinking of the size of the chicken. Mm -hmm. um, is you probably you want some smoked paprika, maybe a tablespoon of each of these spices. Smoked paprika, uh, ground cumin, mm -hmm. uh, chili flakes, if you like it a little bit hot, um, garlic and onion powder. 
So a combination of those into your flour, lots of salt and pepper. And then basically you're literally going to take your pieces out of the out of the buttermilk, um, just sort of drain them a little bit. You don't need to pat them dry or anything because you want that liquid on the from the buttermilk because that's what yes. helps to crisp up the flour. Then literally dredge it in the flour and, and put it into your oil. So oil you're looking at shallow frying, so you we're not you're not talking about deep frying. You can actually do this in an air fryer. I've not tried it, but I've I've read that you get fantastic results mm -hmm. by doing this straight in the air fryer. Crisp up beautifully, apparently. But I don't have an air fryer, so I've not actually tried it. So I can't vouch for it. But I don't see why it wouldn't work perfectly in a, in, a, in an air fryer. So shallow frying. So you don't want to submerge it in oil. You want it to cook. So so when I say shallow frying, enough oil in the pan so that half of the chicken pieces are, are submerged in oil, and then you cook those for 10, 15 minutes. Keep turning them because you want an even distribution of heat, particularly if you're cooking the, the chicken pieces on the bone. Mm -hmm. The thing to just remember is is to not getting the oil right is, is is a difficult one because you don't want it too hot. Yes. If it's smoking hot, what's going to happen is your chicken is going to burn on the outside mm -hmm. before it cooks all the way through. And then the other side to that is if your oil is not hot enough, basically what you'll do is you'll, you'll end up boiling the chicken in oil and then all it does is it soaks up loads and loads of oil. It yes. takes forever to cook and doesn't really get crispy. So you're probably looking at about 150 degrees, uh, 150, 160 degrees for the actual oil if you're able to. A good way of testing it is to, is to, is to just take a piece of chicken um, and just say, say a drumstick, for example, hold it and just dip it into the oil. And it should be really bubbling quite furiously, not spitting and, and, mm -hmm. and getting furiously boiled, but there should be a nice sizzle and a bubble to it. Then you know your oil is ready. The second thing also to do is to do it in batches. Unless you've got a big pan, there's all, what happens is if you try and put, if you've got your chicken cut into eight pieces, for example, if you try and put all eight in at once, what tends to happen is, it automatically lowers the temperature of the oil. So it cooks much better, much faster, and, and certainly more evenly if you do it in batches, maybe four pieces mm -hmm. at a time. That way, mm -hmm. you, that way the, 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 the temperature doesn't drop, the oil stays at temperature, which means it crisps up and cooks much better. And yes. then put that to the side. The beauty, of, the beauty of, of, of fried chicken, and one of the reasons it's so popular, is that it's just as good cold as it's hot. So don't worry about the fact that the other pieces are sitting there while you're cooking the second half. It's still going to be as scrumptious if it's warm. And in fact, the next day, a piece of fried chicken out of the fridge is equally delicious. Mm, definitely. So, so those are so those are the secrets. Is is don't overcrowd the pan because you'll drop the oil, and you'll find straight away the oil is is bubbling like boiling water. It's not frying, and so it's not crisping up. And all that cooked chicken is doing is just soaking up more oil. Um, accompaniments to, to fried chicken, cheese, whatever. I, I like coleslaw. I like sweet corn. And of course, our favorite we discussed last week, macaroni cheese. Oh, yes. Perfect accompaniment. Definitely. Not the healthiest combo in the world, but certainly <laughs> one of the tastiest. Um, I like I like cold store because first it's easy to make, but I like that there's also crunch and you can make your cold store quite acidic. There's lots of mustard, a bit of vinegar, a nice bit of mayo, lots of chili. I like lots of Tabasco in mine. So that there's quite a strong uh, acidic uh, flavor to your to, 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 to cold store. The nice crunch of the carrot and, the, and that works really, really nicely with the fried chicken. It's a great accompaniment. Mm -hmm. um, I like to make a, a corn salsa. 
Okay. So you would make, um, so basically you cook your sauce from corn on the cob in, the, in water. Um, and then you make a, a basic salsa with some red onion, a little, say half a red onion, um, a clove of garlic, a little piece of ginger and a chili. Finally dice all of those together, juice of two lemons, and let that sit for a bit until the, 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 all the lemon juice starts to, the, the, the onions start to soften and take up the lemon juice flavor. Then two tomatoes roughly chopped, mm -hmm. mix that in, and then you shuck the corn and throw that into the salsa a nice bit of fresh coriander in there, and you've got this beautiful corn salsa that works an absolute treat. Chicken and corn are uh, an obvious match made in heaven. Um, so a nice, and there again, you've got a nice acidic salsa, lots of lemon juice, and again, that acidity helps with the with the richness of the fried mm -hmm. chicken. Now, I have to ask you, you know, normally with the bigger mm -hmm. pieces of chicken, especially the dry portions, how do you get yeah. the coating, uh, you know, when you're doing the golden crispy chicken, how do you get the coating yeah. after, like, you know, to stay? Because, you know, sometimes you put it into the oil and there goes, you know, like the coating of the chicken. Yeah. How, how do you get it to to well, stay like I, I don't know how to explain it yeah. like no, yes the, the, for, the, the, for the safest results if you're not sure about then use um, egg um, a flour and bread okay because okay. then what happens there is is the egg cooks and it holds that batter together yes it holds so you, it together it helps to give it that crisp and it helps to attach it to the chicken so mm -hmm. so for, for those are not certain about it but you'll find it, with the buttermilk and a decent amount of flour that will crisp up nice again it's also um important to to make sure your oil temperature is hot okay. if the oil is nice and hot and the right temperature that will crisp up quickly and and as it crisps up it shrinks so okay. it sticks to the chicken Whereas if, if your oil is not hot enough, it has a tendency to start falling apart. So if you try a piece, try one piece first and see how that cooks. And if it's crisping up nicely, then you know you're ready to put a couple more pieces in. Okay, great. That's probably the best way to do is to test the oil. The other thing that's, that's, that's a good thing to do is if you're going to buy um, a whole chicken and cut it up, buy mm -hmm. a smaller chicken. Okay. The, the, the smaller the chicken are, the smaller the pieces are, so the easier they are to cook on the bone. Um, you know, if you start getting to a 1.5 or 1.6 chicken, then you're going to have these massive chunks. And it's also an, an older bird, so it's going to take a little longer to cook. So you want as small a chicken as possible um, if you're going to cut it up into pieces yourself. Because that way it's younger, the, it, the, the pieces will be small and they'll cook faster. Okay, great. Well, I love those tips. Thank you so much. So, yes. So, it's, mm -hmm. it, you know, the easiest way to do it is just to get yourself some chicken breasts, cut into strips, and do almost like a chicken fingers. That's the quickest, surefirest mm. way because that will cook really, really quick. By the time it's golden brown and crisp up, chicken will be cooked through. That's probably the, the easiest way to do it. Absolutely. I like this the chicken strips idea, especially for those breast yeah. parts, the drier portions, definitely, yeah. you know. And also a great, a great snack, you know, a big bowl of that when you're, when you're getting up like I will be on Sunday morning at four o'clock to watch Banyana Banyana play football. That's mm -hmm. exactly the kind of snack you want handy <laughs> while, while you're watching a bit of football Most in the definitely. early hours in the morning. Yes, most definitely. Yeah. So tell me, what is your take on, on lemon juice? You know, sometimes uh, people add, like, I've, I've encountered that. What do you think about that, like, for a golden crispy uh, chicken? Or would you not you add that? No, no, I like the idea of, 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 of a nice hefty squeeze of lemon juice once mm. it's fried. Okay. Again, because you, it's that acidity. Okay. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't marinate or put lemon on the chicken beforehand. Mm -hmm. But once it comes out of the out of the fat and it's nice and hot, a nice hefty squeeze of lemon there 
Again, okay. just lifts the flavor of the chicken. It won't do anything to the crispiness of the chicken, mm-hmm. um, but it'll just add that nice acidity, which gives it a, another dimension. Fantastic. Okay, because, you know, you have to go easy with that lemon juice as well. Yeah. Most yes. Well, this is also why it's best to, to squeeze a lemon than buy lemon juice in a bottle. Oh, because yes. Because you're more judicious with this when you're having to squeeze it yourself than, than if you squirt it out of a bottle, you have a tendency to overdo it a little bit. So rather buy fresh lemons and give it a good squeeze rather than anything else. Absolutely. Great tip there. Now, Peter, tell me, um, what are the plans for the weekend? Um, well, I've got a fantastic weekend ahead. I'm mm-hmm. off to the Swartland tomorrow. Oh, nice! Um, all of the yeah, it's a it's a it's a, it's a it's, I'm judging a Burvos competition. It's called it's called uh, Beat My Vorsch. and oh. it's all the Swartland. <laughs> yes, it's all the I know all the Swartland winemakers. Yeah, all uh-huh. the Swartland winemakers get together once a year. It's about sixteen of them, I think, and we have this, and they're all going to make their own sausage. So okay. I'm fortunately one of the judges, so I've got uh, tons of balls to eat tomorrow and loads mm. of fantastic Swatland wine to get through. So I'm looking forward to, to a day in the Swatland tomorrow. It looks like it's in perfect weather for it. It'll be a little bit chilly, but nothing wrong with staying around the fire, a nice glass of red wine, which is probably what's going to happen. Yes. So that's pretty much my day. Sunday, I say up crack of dawn to watch the, the women's football. I think that's going to be well worth watching. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, Sunday will play out as it does. Fantastic. Well, Peter, thank you so much. You have a great weekend and all the best with that competition tomorrow. I know you will make the best choice in terms of the sausage. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. Yes, most definitely. And you and I will catch up same time next week. We will indeed. I'll be talking to you again from Mozambique next week. Ooh, nice. I'll be on a sprawling beach at 28 degrees. Looking forward to a week of that next week. Um, so yes, until then, uh, may the source be with you. Fantastic. Bye. Safe travels. Bye, Peter. Good night.